Section 17 of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 17. William Boer. I was born in Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, January 20, 1825. Enlisted in the service of the United States, October 5, 1864, as a private in Company D of the 64th Regiment Ohio Volunteer Infantry at Sandusky, Ohio. Was captured at Franklin, Tennessee, November 30, 1864, and confined in prison at Meridian, Mississippi, Cahaba, and Selma, Alabama. I was finally released from prison and sent to Vicksburg, Mississippi, arriving there March 19, 1865. Remained in camp until the 22nd of April, I think, when we received orders to break camp and be ready for our homeward journey. The train from Vicksburg came on time. The Ohio men were first called, and, responding promptly, were taken aboard the train and landed at Vicksburg. We were then ordered to fall into line and march aboard the steamer Sultana. When going on board, my attention was attracted by the noise and work at the boilers going on at that time. We were marched to the hurricane deck and informed that this was to be our place of abode, but I thought different. I turned to comrade William A. Hewlett and, asking him to take charge of our clothing which I had at the time, I went below and looked at the boilers, which were not very favorable to my mind. I went back to the boys told them that we had better look for some other place, and that I thought that there was danger, and if the boat should blow up and we were on that deck, we would go higher than a kite. We started for the deck below, taking our position at the head of the stairway. Six of us took our places here, and enjoyed ourselves the best we could considering the crowded condition of the boat, all looking ahead to the happy time when we should reach home to see our loved ones. While thus apparently everything was moving along smoothly and swiftly, if not to our comfort, in the stillness of night on the morning of April 27, 1865, about two o'clock, we were awakened by the exploding of the boiler of the boat, the cracking of timbers, wailing of men, and the screams and moaning from the wounded, and the frantic men rushing to and fro, not knowing what to do, while the flames were madly rushing through the broken kindling of the boat cabin. It soon cleared the boat of its human freight. When the explosion occurred, we all, except one, rushed out from under the wreck. Comrade Thomas Brink was fastened in the wreck. I commenced clearing away the broken timbers that were about him and got him out. We went downstairs. I asked him if he could swim. He said, Yes, I can swim. And I told him I could not swim, but would meet him somewhere on the shore. I was not, however, permitted to realize that happy event, but was forced to the painful thought that he had perished, and the gallant Thomas Brink was no more. After I parted with my friend on the bow of the boat, I went upstairs and got in under the wreck of the cabin roof. There I dressed and took my rubber blanket and a spare shirt and tied them up, 
expecting if the board could carry me it could also carry my clothing for i thought they would come good after having been in the icy cold water for a few hours now i thought that i was prepared for any event that might overtake me i went down to the boiler deck while there i had a good view for quite a distance around the burning boat it was a most distressing scene to see hundreds of men in the water pleading for help clinching one another while they would hold on to each other going down by the dozens at a time at the same time i wonder how so many were saved as were laboring under so many disadvantages hundreds of them being thrown into the air as soon as the explosion took place scarcely having time to awake out of sleep and plunged into the water which was almost icy cold the time for me to escape was now at hand for the fire was sweeping through the stairway i had taken a survey of the river and made for the side which i thought was nearest the shore comrade crawford of the hundred and second regiment and i started for the same place at my saying to him we would have to leave he led the way and i waited until the way was clear again while waiting my bundle caught fire and as i struck the water i heard a hissing noise caused by the water coming in contact with the fire here i met with an accident which came near proving fatal to me i got into one of those whirlpools in the water and while there i could not manage my board i finally got tired out and then for the first time i thought i must give up the struggle and drown as i could not get away from there i finally concluded to dive to the bottom and get a good start not thinking that the water was forty or fifty feet deep in the channel i went down but it was not long before i was in need of the fresh air when i came near the surface of the water as luck would have it i cleared the pool and got my board i rested a short time and made up my mind to get to the wheelhouse of the boat and get on it and stay there until picked up or go down with the burning boat but in trying to get there i came across a board about eight feet long i put my other board under this and got on the other end of the board which projected about a foot out of water i got a good start when i came to the bow of the boat there was a man doing his best to keep his head above water he called to me to know if that board would not carry us both i told him we had got where everyone must be for himself and that i could not swim and had to depend on that board to bring me to safety he told me that he could not swim and pleaded for me to aid him i could not withstand the plea and told him if he would get off in case the board would not carry us both he could get on with me it proved sufficient and we floated downstream and landed on the arkansas side of the island opposite mound city where a rebel captain got us out on a rail raft which he had made so as to cross to the island when rescued i was so chilled that i had no recollection of being rescued or taken off the board after getting on land i have some recollections of how i fell over as i could not walk or stand 
but I got hold of the fence and held on to keep up. Although it was daylight, with me it was all darkness. The last that I could remember was hearing some ladies tell me to go to the fire. How long I was unconscious I know not, but before my sight came to me I began to revive. I could hear some of the remarks that were made, and also could feel that someone was washing my face, but did not understand the meaning of this. When I awoke I found myself before a big fire in the yard. A man handed me a bottle, I took it and was soon satisfied that I knew what it contained. I handed it back to him and said, I do not drink whiskey. This was the first I uttered after being rescued. There were nine of us rescued at this place, Mound City, and were well treated by the two families that lived there. A widow gave us a good meal and made us as comfortable as possible while we were there. The steamboat Pocahontas came along and took us on board for Memphis, Tennessee. When we arrived there, the ladies of the Christian Commission supplied us with underclothing. I took an ambulance for Overton Hospital, where I changed clothes and went to bed and soon lost myself in sleep. Those of us that were able to go north were sent out of the hospital to the soldiers' home for dinner. In the evening about two hundred or more took a boat for Cairo, Illinois, where we landed on the following evening. A grand reception was given to the soldiers at Mattoon, Illinois. I was discharged from the service at Camp Chase, Ohio, May 17, 1865. My occupation is whipstock making. Post office address, Sandusky, Ohio. End of section 17